the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Baron Wiley. Thank you and welcome to The Word, our Church of the Week program here. And it's my joy to introduce you to the leaders and the shepherds of uh, San Antonio, the ones who are serving on the front lines, teaching the Word and doing ministry right here in San Antonio and giving honor where honor is due because there's a verse in the New Testament I like to say. It's 1 Timothy 5.17. It says, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. And with me today is a senior pastor from Coker United Methodist Church. It's Pastor Adam Knight. Welcome, my friend. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me in today. Well, how long have you been the pastor at Coker? Coming up on a year this July. Yeah. Uh, yeah, still pretty new out there. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. Good. What are you going to do to celebrate? Uh, go back to our annual conference. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? Down in Corpus Christi. There you go. A- an annual conference for the Methodist For pastors? the Methodists, all the Methodist pastors here in South Texas and lay leaders as well. Oh, very good. Very good. And then how did you get to Coker? Well, I, I actually started a church. I was a church planter over on the other side of San Antonio, uh, kind of the Holotus area. Yeah. Um, and uh, five years ago, started my church, uh, pastored, uh, was doing doing very well. And then my bishop came and said, hey, uh, would you go to Coker? And, you know, the bishop calls you. you and everybody in the Lotus went, what? Well, you know, it, it was a, it was bittersweet is the way I like to say it. Yeah. I, 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 they've been able to do a lot that I wasn't able to get done since I've left. And so that's how God's grace tends to work. But uh, it was sad to leave something that we had poured our lives into, my family and I, for sure. for several years and had seen a lot of fruit in that ministry. But the opportunities at Coker and the, uh, the the way that God is already beginning to move here have just made that transition that much sweeter um, because it's really been great to get to continue some great ministry. Well, congratulations to you because there's been a lot of great ministry happening at Coker for mm-hmm. over 70 years. Uh, 140-something oh like that. I can't remember. It's 1880-something uh, as when Coker was started. Wow, with the original cemetery right there on That's the right. lot of the Coker family yeah. you told me there. That's right, yeah. It, it goes way, way back to the old Coker community. John Coker fought in Sam Houston's army uh, and was granted uh, several thousand acres here in north, uh, north of San Antonio back in that time and pulled his whole family in and uh, they had started a church and it got picked up by one of the Methodist circuit riders at that time and uh, it's been uh, been a part of the Methodist church ever since. That's fascinating. I yeah. love that kind of stuff. That little San Antonio history for you too. So, so I mean, if you can just imagine here back in the old days, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I guess piece by piece he sold a little bit to, to the Exxon and sold a little bit to the Sonic and the... <laughs> I don't know how that all worked yeah. out, you know. Uh, but Coker Elementary great, way over there. Right, it's a, exactly. What a spread. It, yeah, it was. It, it, it's a, I mean, from what I'm told, everything over here at one point was a part of that that community. How it all got divvied up, I've got no clue. But as San Antonio grew, obviously, uh, a lot of it got taken uh, in those different directions. But the church remains and uh, on the original spot where it was started. And uh, we're, we're getting to uh, really see a lot of fruit from the, the ministry. 
there's an old building on the campus still too, right? Yeah, our Rock Chapel is uh, has been there since the 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started building it back in the 20s. The Coker members actually built it by hand. And the ceiling, the wood ceiling that's in that chapel is actually the wood that was from the original uh, just wood frame little church building that they started wow. working, uh, started worshiping at. So How are you using that building? Every Saturday night we have worship in there, uh, 5 o'clock. It's a great, uh, it's like, I call it your small town Methodist church. You know, there's a hymn sing. It's real casual. We take prayer concerns from the congregation. You know, it's just a great, casual, fun uh, worship service. And then we also have a preschool there that meets every day uh, during the week, and they do chapel. Uh, their little The kids have their chapel service there in our stone chapel on the campus. Well, let's go through it. So on Saturday nights at 5 o'clock, are you preaching that I, night too? Whoever is preaching the, that weekend is preaching. It's usually me, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, you get to hear the same sermon that you'd hear on Sunday mornings uh, on that Saturday night service, yeah. Very good. So 5 o'clock right there in the chapel. Again, you can show up for Saturday night service, but also on Saturday nights at 5 o'clock in the upper room. Something Mm -hmm. else is going on. Yeah, we have a a Spanish-language service that we call Rios de Gracia. Uh, and our associate pastor, Reverend David Blanco, uh, he preaches that, and uh, it's a wonderful, lively Spanish-language service uh, that, that is brand new. It's just, it started uh, last September, so they're, they're uh, coming up on their year anniversary after, wow. the, su- uh, after the summer. And uh, just a great ministry starting to really make some inroads in that community and uh, seeing a lot of fruit from what they're doing, too. Was that part of your vision to come along and It say, was not. That yeah. was already happening. That was already on the, on the wor- in the works mm. when I got here. And so uh, having been a church planter, I loved getting to come in and say, hey, let me help out with this. Let's, uh, I love starting new things. I'm kind of entrepreneurial that way. And so uh, it was fun to jump in and, and kind of share what I'd learned and, and help out. Well, cool. Can I just ask you what's, what's hot on your mind right now as far as maybe what you want to do or what you've done in the last year? Yeah, you know, there's the whole multi-site thing. Sure. That, that is, uh, that's uh, one of the ways that churches are doing evangelism the best, I feel mm. like. Uh, you can either add by addition or you can add by multiplication. Uh, and frankly, for the kingdom of God, I would rather multiply. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to have some of those conversations. We're starting to look into what that, what that might be, what that might look like. I think it's still down the road a ways. We've got some work to do uh, around our existing campus, uh, our existing facility, but um, I, I know that that's out there in the future, and I'm excited about that. Well, I'm excited for you, too. I can tell the passion that you have for mm-hmm. what you're doing and sharing the gospel, and and I'll get back into uh, your, your, your Sunday morning times, of course, as we've established. Saturday night's happening at 5 mm-hmm. o'clock in the chapel and 5 o'clock in the upper room in Spanish there, too, but in in looking at you from afar here, from uh, our radio station there, too, and knowing what I can tell... Um, the series that you've taught on in the past, uh, I saw one on connecting the dots. You did a great job of spelling out the connections between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and that bottom line is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then uh, over the holidays, uh, I'm sorry, last last another series I, I saw, I, I watched you on the internet and teach the series, and it was uh, let me remember here, uh, it was it was called uh, Jesus, and, and genius was in the title. What was the oh the genius of Jesus? The genius of Jesus, yeah, yeah. I get the feeling that uh, there might be some Jesus preaching going on at Coburn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we are we are Christocentric uh, to use the the theological yeah. term uh, that. But yeah, we're going to focus on Jesus. That's that's why we're here. Uh, I believe that Jesus forgives, Jesus saves, Jesus heals, uh, Jesus brings wholeness, uh, and so that is that is certainly a big focus on on who we are uh, at at Coker. Uh, it's who I've been in the past of my ministry, and, uh, and yeah. so yeah, there's there's a focus in that area for sure. You were very deliberate in spelling out that. Uh, the first words of John in the beginning goes right back to in the beginning, of course, in Genesis, and he was there the mm-hmm. whole time. And uh, I want to encourage you and thank you for teaching the word. Mm. 
uh, and what you're doing over there at Coker United Methodist Church. Our Church of the Week here on AM630, The Word. And again, again, we established that uh, Coker meets on Saturday nights at 5, but got to have church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. In fact, mm-hmm. you start early at 8 o'clock. Yeah. What happens at 8 o'clock? Who shows up? 8 o'clock is one of our traditional worship services, and what makes it unique is that it is a weekly communion. So, you, again, you hear the same sermon, you sing the same hymns, things like that. We have a, a specific choir called our Agape Choir at 8 a.m., uh, but then the, the service culminates in uh, the service of Holy Communion, where you actually get to come up to the altar rail. You, you are served communion kneeling there at the rail. It is really a beautiful yeah. and wonderful moment. Uh, if you come from a more liturgical background, a more traditional background with weekly communion, this is a great place to come and, and have that experience of, uh, of actually coming forward to the altar kneeling, receiving the sacrament in that way. Very good, very good. So then I would assume then at the 930 and the 11 o'clock service, mm-hmm. communion is still celebrated, but not every week. Not every week, once a month. Once a month, yeah. first Sunday yeah, type yeah, of first thing? First Sunday, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, in fact, just came out of that uh, not long yeah. ago. So yeah. As we're recording this there, happy that, communion. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so at 930 and 11 o'clock, again, I assume uh, usually you've got that contemporary service mixed in there somewhere. Is that that? Yeah, the contemporary service is at 930. And uh, it's it's uh, still still being built sort of as we're as we're going with it. That's been a place where I've gotten Has to stretch my creative entrepreneurial legs a little okay. bit. And so uh, uh, Coker has been blessed with a new uh, director for music and worship arts recently, uh, Dr. Mark Humphrey, and he has taken over the Contemporary Praise Band and mm. has just done a fabulous job uh, with this. And, and so our music is just great. You have a different experience. The lighting is different, the more use of multimedia, a little bit more casual, but still same, same message and everything. And so, uh, but just a great, uh, a great time to come and, and, and hear the word in that way. Well, I've been to your church, and I've got to say that the acoustics in your hall, in, in mm-hmm. the sanctuary there, are amazing. It's a brand new uh, sound system, so I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. <laughs> it got oh, okay. put in right before I got there. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, exactly. That's uh, The person who gave the money for that will be glad to hear that, that you, uh, you but, approve. But I'm suggesting that from the pulpit, mm-hmm. I don't even know if you even need a microphone. Uh, yeah, you know, it, I do, first of sure. all. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the the sanctuary itself is laid out in a very intimate way, yes. kind of spanning wide. So even if you're sitting in the back, you still feel close enough that you're you're True. engaged and you're a part of things. So, uh, yeah, we're blessed with with good architecture in that way. Very good. 11 o'clock service happens there. That's the last one. And you're preaching all three? I, yes, I do. Uh, yeah. And when that's uh, also a traditional worship service. Uh, our full chancel choir, often our orchestra, uh, handbells, all sorts of different opportunities for music there. Uh, just a, a really great, uh, fabulous service. Well, again, you mentioned Dr. Mark doing a great job in your mm-hmm. music department. On your website, though, at coker.org, Got to brag on this woman here. Is she still involved with you? I'm talking about Elaine Ellers. Elaine Ellers, uh, yes, she's she a, is faithful, a rock star, faithful member at our church. Yes, I mean this woman here. From what I can just stop me if I'm wrong here, but she's been involved with the arts there at Coker mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, but Miss Ellers, oh my, what a resume! There, Fulbright scholarship in Paris, France, and study with the organist of the cathedral in Notre Dame, not the mm-hmm. one in Indiana, but the one in France. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Elaine is a, has been a part of Coker for a long time. She was the leader of a uh, of ministry we had called the Arts at Coker. We put on concert series uh, every year. Uh, she just announced her retirement oh. from that. Uh, so literally, our last Arts at Coker concert was uh, about a month ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, and she has God earned a well-deserved rest yeah. because she uh, she has just been phenomenal in the way that she has handled so much of the artistic ministry of our church. But the Lord sends Dr. Mark, mm-hmm. and it's, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, congratulations again. Hey, if you've just joined us, I'm talking with Pastor Adam Knight. He's a senior pastor at Coker United Methodist Church, our church of the week here on The Word, meeting every Saturday nights at 5, Sundays at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And if you'd like to learn more, well, go to the website. It's coker.org. Very smart. Whoever the founding fathers were, they grabbed that one. Yeah. Coker.org. And if you'd like to call the church, the number is 210 210- Four nine four thirty four fifty five. So let's go back to you, sir, and getting into the ministry. Yeah, you started the church plant there, but let's let's go back a ways. Did you mm-hmm. were you raised in the church? Did you I have was. a salvation experience? What happened? I was raised in the church my whole life. My uh-huh. parents were Presbyterian, yeah. uh, so I was raised in the Presbyterian church, uh, and so I never really. Um, questioned my faith or anything. However, it wasn't until my sophomore year of high school on a retreat uh, when my faith came alive. Mm. Uh, in the Methodist Church, we would call it a heartwarming experience like John Wesley had it on, on Aldersgate Street. But sure. it, it was a, a moment at the retreat where I, I realized this demands more of my life, more of my uh, commitment and my devotion. And so things changed for me at that point. Mm. Uh, I received a call to ministry on a, on a youth retreat, a national youth retreat, uh, before my senior year of high school. Uh, so this is kind of all I've known or wanted to do uh, ever. Uh, and so I went to college with the plans of going off to seminary and, um, you know, met my wife in college and yeah. kind of gave her that plan. Where, she where was, was like, this at? At Texas Tech. Okay. Uh, up in Lubbock. And so uh, uh, she joined me and went off. Uh, we, we moved off to Kentucky uh, where I attended Asbury Theological Seminary. And, nice. Uh, in, the, in the middle of all of that, I actually left the Presbyterian denomination, joined the United Methodist Church. Uh, How did that fly with your parents? You know, it was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) They're fine with it now. They they love it now. Uh, At the time, it was uh, it was an interesting experience, uh, to say the least. But uh, uh, this has been this has been a good home for us. And so, uh, are your parents still with us here? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still faithful Presbyterians as well. So yeah, exactly. But they come to come to Coker every time they're in town. Oh, that's good. And so uh, yeah, they must be very proud. That's right. Yeah, you know, it's they're they've been nothing but supportive. uh, My whole life in ministry. Is your wife's family from around here too? They're from Lubbock. Okay, uh, they uh, they are lifelong uh, United Methodists, and there so uh, they fit right in. So you're uh, in with them, with, yeah, right, That's right important. with what they were doing, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, so it worked out worked out really well. Spent three years in Kentucky. How was Being that? shaped and formed, it was fabulous, uh, absolutely fabulous. Asbury Seminary is a wonderful place. Yeah. Uh, it's a, an interdenominational Wesleyan uh, evangelical seminary and uh, really formed us and shaped us in a way that I don't know could have happened anywhere mm-hmm. else. And um, I have friends all over the country serving in all kinds of different capacities, all over the world serving yeah, in different capacities uh, that I, part. I made there. The Methodists and the Wesleyans are all very consistent with, with the outreach and the mm-hmm. ministry that mm-hmm. way. Is that, what, is that attractive to you? Talk about some of the Absolutely. ministries that you guys are or might be uh, involved with and focused yeah. on. No, I mean, that's, that's a part of uh, – Wesley had three rules for anybody that was going to be in one of the Methodist societies. Do no harm, do all the good that you can, right. and practice the Christian disciplines. That's my paraphrase of, of the third rule. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, do no harm was, was make sure that you, you don't do any harm, that you stop no, doing things I, that move you away from God. Right. Uh, let's build a hospital. That's, and, and, that's right. Do all the good you can. Yeah. Uh, he said there were two ways of doing that. Number one, that you bear witness to your faith. Number two, that you serve the poor and you feed the hungry. Mm. Uh, and so that's, that's one of the ways that we try to live out our, our faith. At Coker, you know, we have a health and wellness center that's on our campus down in our lower parking lot. And every Thursday from 12 to 2, it's open. We'll serve anywhere from 100 to 120 families. Uh, we'll wow. give them food. Uh, there's a clothing closet. There's a pastor. 
pastor down there to pray with them. We have a Wesley nurse who acts as a case manager. Um, we have other folks there to volunteers there to read with their kids or or whatever. Um, and and so we're just there to minister to them both physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever we can do in those moments. Uh, it's a it's a fabulous ministry. And the whole thing was started by two church members of Coker wow. several years ago. They just had a vision for this. Just a, an amazing ministry. Um, we do border mission trips. Uh, we go down to the border and do VBS with some partner churches along the border, Eagle Pass, uh, Piedras Snegers area, things like that. We're about to get an international trip down to Mexico City, working with the health clinic wow. uh, just south of Mexico City uh, that had its first meeting uh, just the other day. So they're getting ready to do some of those things. And so, yeah, uh, outreach ministry is a big part of who we are and what we're trying to do. Do I have to be a member to donate clothes or food Absolutely for your pantry not. there, too? Because you've got this great location off mm-hmm. of 281, uh, right there between Bitters and, I guess, is that Nakoma? Yeah, but uh, we're on Wurzbach Parkway between yeah. uh, Bitters and and uh, Nakoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The best way to get there, too, is we were kind of talking before here. If I'm if I'm coming from the airport, which is where our station mm-hmm. is, I'd go up and do the turnaround at Bitters. Yeah. And I'd zig up Wurzbach Parkway and do a turnaround? West on Wurzbach Parkway to West Avenue ah. and then do the uh, do the turnaround there, and you'll see us. Uh, we're right there. Well, for, probably for 80 years, the only way to get there to the church was uh, that little side road there, which is the official address. It's 231 East North Loop Road. It's that mm-hmm. road that goes between 281 and all the way down to West. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, still woody, and there's some rem- remnants of some old farms and, and whatnot back in the old days there. Yeah. The only way to get there, and then lo and behold, the city opens this thing called Wurzbach Parkway. What mm-hmm. a blessing that was. It really has been. It really has been. The uh, The Wurzbach Parkway has given us a certain level of visibility that, that never yeah. existed before. And so uh, Got a brand I'm getting, new sign out there, too. Exactly. And I get to reap the benefits of that, you know, having just come <laughs> in. Uh, so uh, it's it's great. It's uh, Lord's people, provision That's for exactly time. right. People are aware of where we are now. And so, however, if you type it in, Coker United Methodist Church, into your GPS, it's still going to send you on North Loop Road. <laughs> so there's still some, some confusion there. To me, it's almost like it's, what a blessing that was. It's kind of like... Uh, in the in the, well in Jesus times there too it was like getting the gospel out well mm-hmm. thank you Romans for building the roads and the groups right. for doing all that you know that's exactly <laughs> right setting up the whole structure there for for the church and then here's Wordsburg Parkway coming along and and uh, people are finding about Coker mm-hmm. for, for the first time absolutely because you know? it was just kind of tucked back in there in this sweet little pocket yeah um, that I again as I told you earlier there we used to drive by it all the time when I used to go to Blessed Hope Academy on West Avenue, and that was the, the secret back road to take. And I always knew it was there. And now, to me, it's like you're in downtown San Antonio. Yeah, it's, it's just right there. It's great. Well, again, congratulations. We're talking to Pastor Adam Knight, the senior pastor at Coker United Methodist Church. Again, located on 231 East North Loop Road. But again, take that Wurzbach Parkway, do that West Avenue turnaround, and you'll be right there. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210 210- Four nine four thirty four fifty five, Pastor. I told you I've been to your church. Uh, I went to a funeral uh, of the late um, Bruce Hathaway, who's a radio legend here in San Antonio. There, and I had a unique experience in that I was in the parking lot and I'm parked way in the back, and so I got a long walk, and up comes the golf cart, and the guy comes to give me a ride, and I say I introduce myself and said I wanted wanted to meet you and, and invite you to be our church of the week. And uh, and I asked him, well, what do you do? Do you volunteer at the church? He goes, no, I'm the associate pastor. Mm-hmm. Brag on this guy for a minute. Yeah, Reverend Damon Relder. Uh, he is the longest tenured pastor <laughs> on our staff right now. He's been there eight years. Uh, and he is a servant's servant. Yeah. I mean, he epitomizes what it is to serve in Christian love. I mean, the man has made it his mission to make sure that my transition into Coker has been as smooth as it could be. 
Uh, and uh, he is just an incredible guy. Wealth of wisdom. He's been doing Methodist ministry for 25 years. Wow. Uh, he served down in the Rio Grande Valley. He served in Corpus Christi. He served here in San Antonio. Uh, so great, a uh, lot of wisdom, and uh, he's just uh, just an incredible guy. Uh, he's passionate about teaching. Uh, that's his ministry at Coker. He, he runs our discipleship and spiritual formation and things like that. He's passionate about teaching, uh, and he's very, very good at it. And so he's just a wonderful, wonderful guy. Well, how blessed you are there, too. He's a yeah. smart guy, too. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> well, besides, you know, growing up here in San Antonio and going to John Jay, uh, molecular biology uh, from UT Dallas, their master's degree. Yeah, he was. A and high, then he's in this ministry. He was a high school biology teacher before he got into ministry. And uh, he, he he and I couldn't be more different in, <laughs> in that particular area. Uh, that's just I'm not gifted with a, a science brain or <laughs> no. uh, math or any of that stuff. I'm very big picture. He makes fun of me all the time because he's detail oriented and I'm big picture. Well, see, and so that's the balance the Lord that, has brought. That's you exactly to. right. Wow. That's exactly right. Fantastic there, too. Who else is uh, helping you out in the staff there? I know you can't name everybody, but sure. you're surrounded yourself with some good folks. Yeah, right? I mentioned uh, Reverend David Blanco, uh-huh. uh, also uh, been a Methodist minister now for quite some time, runs our Rios de Gracia service, as well as all of our outreach ministry, uh, and is doing a great job there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Mark Humphrey is our uh, director for music and worship arts. Amy Booth is our youth director, our student ministries director. Yeah. Used to be a teacher at Churchill High School and got called to ministry. Uh, and is just, man, she's killing it and in our BBS youth group. She's and doing great. Summer camps are coming up, too. Those are all getting ready. Yeah, Cheryl Kendall is our uh, director for children ministry. We we mm-hmm. kicked off our, our drive for VBS just uh, uh, just a, a Sunday ago. And, it, you know, we're getting ready for that, excited about it. Uh, Becky Kerbo runs our finances and administration and Gail Hatcher does uh, so many logistics and coordination things for us. Uh, I mean, so many people at Coker that make it work uh, and make it work so well. Uh, it's just uh, we're, we we are blessed with one of the best church staffs I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And you have members that have been there a long time, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've got. I, I mean, I've got members who who've been at Coker longer than, frankly, I've been alive. <laughs> uh, and it, it's really just so impressive and such a blessing to hear not only their commitment to that particular church, but mm-hmm. to the church of Jesus Christ Amen. and to the mission of the church. Uh, and their commitment means the world. And now here here I come. I'm 39 years old, and I'm coming into their church uh, as a church planter, coming to a, you know an established large church and things like that. And, and I wondered, how is that going to be received? And I tell you what. They are the first ones in my doorstep to say, whatever you need, we will do. We will go. We want this church to have another 140 years in it ministering to this community. And it's just these are some of the most well-discipled people that I've ever had the pleasure of pastoring. Again, congratulations. I bet they love on your family, too, right? They do. Yeah, yeah. I've got two young kids. Uh, I have an 8-year-old and a 5-year-old, and uh, they love it. uh, (laughs) At least I think they love it. They (laughs) they put on a good face anyways when my kids get a little crazy during service or something. So, uh, But, yeah, they've been. And just nothing but a blessing to my family. How can, let me ask you off on a little side note, how can people bless their pastor? Mm-hmm. What's, what, what's, what's something that, is, if, I'm a, if I'm a member of the church, and I would imagine maybe taking care of the kids for a night for maybe a date night for you? Is oh, that sure. Something that, yeah, that, no, those things are always helpful. You know, a little practical things like that. Just, yeah, let's take the kids. Honestly, one of the biggest things, you know, Coker's, being a large church, has lots of committees, lots of activity, things like that. And a lot of times the thought is, well, the senior pastor needs to be involved in all of those things, needs to be at all of those meetings. And what I have found is a church that has said, no, no, we want you with your family. Like what will be a better witness to us is if you go and coach the Little League team or if you'll go and make sure you're home for dinner to tuck your kids in and do all those things. So they have they have actually actively worked 
tried to, tried to work their uh, meeting schedules so that I can be with my family when I need to be with my family. Awesome. That has been a giant blessing to us uh, in the in the ways that um, the ways that they've treated us. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Again, if you just joined us, uh, we're talking to Pastor Adam Knight, the senior pastor of Coker United Methodist Church, celebrating a, almost a year now mm-hmm. as the senior pastor at uh, at Coker United. There, that's our church of the week. Here on the Word, and if you'd like to uh, learn more about the church, their website very easy. It's Coker dot org. Uh, meeting for church every Saturday night at five o'clock. Sunday mornings at eight, uh, nine thirty for that contemporary service, and again at eleven o'clock. Still going to hear those good hymns in that beautiful uh-huh. hall, and uh, hear the Word and, and the preaching of Christ and Christ crucified and the grace and the forgiveness that comes with all that. Uh, that you do so well, and again, you can see more. There's uh, again, I saw uh, 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 some 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 teachings on on YouTube there too. Are there uh, other services available? We've your... just started live streaming, yeah. And so now you can go to Coker.org on Sunday morning and click on the live stream button on the top, and you can watch our nine thirty contemporary service and our eleven o'clock traditional service. Uh, both of those are live streamed now, and uh, I'm not sure that we're there yet. I haven't checked today. We're going to be cataloging all of those recordings as well. Uh, I think we're still trying to build that in, though, because we just launched the live stream literally on Easter. So, uh, you still, young kids today. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> trying to, uh, trying to. You know, we we have a lot of folks. I got an email just this morning from uh, a couple. She had had foot surgery about three weeks ago, and still couldn't get out of the house, so they couldn't make it to church on Sunday. They logged on. They turned it on. Cool. They watched the whole service as though they were there. He emailed me to just say how much he appreciated that he and his wife could still be at church even when they weren't physically uh-huh. at church. Well, and so, Lord. yeah, I was really happy to hear that. And so, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have all those cataloged. We podcast all the sermons now. They're on our website. Hopefully we'll be able to catalog uh, the live stream video as well. Pastor, will you invite our listeners right now to join you on Saturday night or Sunday morning? Absolutely. We would love for you to come and join us this Saturday night at 5 p.m. at our chapel service in the historic Coker Chapel or in our Rios de Gracia service. Uh, and then Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. for our communion traditional worship, 9.30 for our contemporary service, then 11 o'clock for our traditional worship service. We're concluding our current series uh, this Sunday called Hashtag Real Life. And we're looking at Ephesians and how it kind of points us towards intentionally living faith in the midst of all of the real life things that happen outside of the church walls. So uh, we're wrapping that up this weekend. We'd love to have you with us. I bet us. you're the first pastor in the history of Coker uh, to say hashtag anything. I think you're right. <laughs> I absolutely think you're right. Well, again, congratulations to you. And thank you so much for being our Church of the Week and for serving faithfully and being obedient to the Spirit and teaching the Word and all those good things. God bless you, Pastor Adam Knight. Thanks for being for letting me be here. Uh, it's my honor again. I'm Baron Wiley. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, you can hear it on demand right now at kslr.com, also known as am630theword.com. Uh, there on our Church of the Week page, you'll learn more about Coker and all the other great pastors and churches right here in San Antonio. So thank you so much for listening to The Word, our Church of the Week. Coker United Methodist, right here on AM630, The Word. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630, The Word, Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.